This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Herlihy. Season 6, Episode 9. San Francisco and Bangalore. Is India the new China? Today marked a milestone that was 12 years in the making. We greeted virtually the inaugural flight from Bangalore, India to San Francisco by Air India, the national flag carrier. It was only five years ago that Air India began a daily flight to Delhi from San Francisco, and we are now up to 14 flights a week. With the start of this new 17-hour nonstop flight between San Francisco and Bangalore, these two sister cities are now linked. As as their respective technology capitals of San Francisco and India, we we expect that technology exchanges will deepen and be enriched. In another first, to mark the inaugural flight, the entire crew, captain, first officer, co-pilot, navigation and safety officers, were all women. And if you look at the picture on the episode, on today's episode, you'll see the photograph of both the captain and the first officer of the Air India flight. Then those two women piloted that plane 17 hours over to Bangalore, India. The transpolar route over the North Pole makes Air India one of 19 airlines which cross the polar region. Overflight permission over Canada and Russia was required to create the route. Bangalore, a city of 7 million people, is located in the south of India and has much in common with our own Silicon Valley. Not only are there a host of homegrown Indian tech companies headquartered there, like Infosys, Ypro, and Tata Consulting Services, But every global tech company from Microsoft to Google, Intel, Cisco, and Facebook have large presences in Bangalore. Like Silicon Valley, the electronics industry for the Air Force, the Navy, and the Army fueled the growth in technology businesses. Strategically distant from India's rival neighbors with whom they've been at war, Pakistan and China, Bangalore is close to the southernmost tip of the subcontinent. San Francisco created a sister city relationship with Bangalore in 2008. Then Mayor Gavin Newsom, who's currently the governor of California, asked me and our co-chair, Madhav Misra, to go to India to get the ball rolling. I spent 10 days in Bangalore in June 2007 meeting with government officials, private sector CEOs, and academic leaders to explore what we should seek in a mutually beneficial relationship. Within a year, the Memorandum of Understanding had been signed with the Chief Minister of Karnataka State and Mayor Gavin Newsom, who led the first delegation of San Francisco business leaders to Bangalore. Since that time, Numerous technical delegations have visited India, sharing best practices and technologies in the fields of waste management, 
water conservation, transit, education, and the arts. The late Mayor Ed Lee also led a delegation of civic leaders to broaden and deepen the links between our two regions. San Francisco Asian Art Museum has hosted numerous Indian art exhibitions to augment its rich and varied South Asian art collection with the people of the San Francisco Bay Area. It has all been an exercise in cultural awareness and education for our mutual benefit and understanding. Today's ceremony at the San Francisco International Airport was a reminder during our COVID lockdown winter, our gloomy and dreary lockdown COVID winter, that eventually this too shall pass and we will be able to return to traveling to far off destinations soon enough once this pandemic comes to an end. We haven't forgotten the thrill of travel, visiting new countries, making new friends, being enriched by different cultures. And as San Francisco City Hall was floodlit in Air India's signature red and gold colors Saturday night to celebrate the new flight and our sister city relationship, it was a reminder to us all that amidst this COVID isolation, that San Francisco is a global, international city with 19 sister city relationships around the globe. But what is a sister city? Sister Cities International was created by President Eisenhower in 1956 at a White House conference on citizen diplomacy. Eisenhower envisaged an organization that could foster peace and prosperity by creating bonds between people, citizens, if you will, from different cities around the world. A sister city, county, or state relationship is a broad-based, long-term partnership between two communities in two countries. A city may have any number of sister cities, San Francisco has 19 of them, with community involvement ranging from a half dozen locals to hundreds of volunteers. Each sister city organization is independent and pursues activities that are important to them, including municipal, business, trade, educational, and cultural exchanges, as well as projects with their sister cities. Sometimes such a relationship furthers U.S. diplomatic goals. For instance, in 1956, President Eisenhower asked then San Francisco Mayor George Christopher to initiate a relationship with Osaka, Japan's second city. Osaka is Japan's Chicago, if you will. It was only 11 years since the end of World War II, and America's foreign policy goal was to ensure that Japan was reintegrated back into the global economy through trade, commerce, cultural investment exchanges. That relationship saw a wave of Japanese investment and exchanges throughout San Francisco. The sister city relationship with Osaka was also a way to reintegrate the Japanese-American community back into the civic life of San Francisco after they had been unjustly interned in concentration camps during World War II. We visited one of those camps down in the California desert, a place called Manzanar, a very sad day 
in American history. But that sister city, the Osaka sister city relationship, helped to reintegrate those Japanese Americans who had been interned during World War II. It reintegrated them back into the civic life of San Francisco as valuable citizens of the city and region. In 1979, as China was emerging from its self-imposed isolation of the Mao Zedong era, and America was establishing diplomatic relations with the communist regime, President Jimmy Carter asked then San Francisco Mayor Dianne Feinstein to create a sister city relationship with Shanghai, which is also China's second city and its business center. The relationship flourished with investments, technical exchanges, educational reopenings to enable China to catch up with the West after more than 30 years of poverty-stricken isolation. The sister city relationship was eagerly embraced by the Chinese community of San Francisco to the mutual benefit of both cities, San Francisco and Shanghai. In the intervening 42 years since the relationship was created, China's economy has grown explosively, and it now ranks as the second largest economy in the world after the United States. Other sister city relationships, like Cork, Ireland, acknowledge the deep and historic contributions that Irish Americans have made to San Francisco, and that continues to this day. Manila, Philippines, Seoul, South Korea, and Haifa, Israel, are further examples of this roots element in creating sister city links. A total of 1,800 cities, states, and counties are partnered in 138 countries around the world. The umbrella organization, Sister Cities International, has as its organizing mission, quote, to promote peace through mutual respect, understanding, and cooperation, one individual and one community at a time, unquote. Toledo, Ohio, was the first U.S. city to partner with an overseas city, namely its namesake Spanish city, Toledo, in 1931. The sister city relationship between San Francisco and Bangalore has also served as an entry point for many Indian Americans to familiarize themselves with the civic life of San Francisco and City Hall. Unlike many other immigrant groups who got their first jobs through city agencies like the police, the fire department, public works, and civil service, and gained political clout as a result, the Indian American community has not pursued that route. In fact, mass Indian immigration to the United States is a relatively recent phenomenon. Indian immigration to the United States began in a small way in the 19th century as settlers moved into communities along the West Coast. By the mid-20th century, and especially after 1970, the Indian immigrant population quickly expanded. By 2019, almost 2.7 million Indian immigrants resided in the United States. Today, Indian immigrants account for about 6% 
of the U.S. foreign-born population, making them the second largest immigrant group in the country after Mexicans, ahead of immigrants from China and the Philippines. From 1946 to 1965, to put it in perspective, to put Indian immigration in perspective, during that 19-year period from 1946 to 1965, the annual Indian immigrant quota was 100 immigrants from India annually. But with the abolition of immigrant quotas by national origin in 1965, more Indian immigrants began to arrive. From 1980 to 2019, a 39-year period, Indian immigrants increased 13-fold in the United States. The United States is the second most popular destination for Indians living abroad, after the United Arab Emirates, 3.4 million, Saudi Arabia, 2.4 million, Pakistan, 1.6 million, Oman, 1.3 million, and Kuwait, 1.1 million. Of course, there are other popular destinations, such as the United Kingdom and Canada, for Indian immigrants. Compared with both the overall U.S. and foreign-born population, they are more likely to be highly educated, to work in management positions, and to have higher incomes. They also have lower poverty rates, and they are less likely to be uninsured in terms of health insurance. Family reunification is the principal avenue for Indian immigration into the United States. Immigration from India, immigrants from India rather, are highly concentrated in California, 20%, Texas and New Jersey, 10% each, New York, Illinois, and Georgia, 17% collectively. By county, Santa Clara, which is Silicon Valley, Middlesex County, New Jersey, Alameda in California, and Cook County in Illinois, those four counties are home to 15% of Indian immigrants in the United States. And the four metro areas of San Francisco, San Jose, New York, and Chicago represent 30% of Indians living in the United States. 79% of Indian immigrants have a bachelor's degree or better, compared to 33% for U.S.-born and all other immigrant adults. Indian participation in the labor force is 72% versus 67% for other immigrants and 62% for native-born Americans. Only 5% of Indians are uninsured as regards health insurance versus 8% for native-born Americans and 20% for total foreign-born immigrants. The Bay Area is a major economic partner for India. This has a social and demographic base, as California is home to 20% of Indian immigrants to the United States, with 506,000 Indian residents. More than 293,000 Indian residents live in the Bay Area, primarily in Santa Clara and Alameda counties, which of course is Silicon Valley. Nearly three-quarters are employed in management, business, science, 
and arts occupations. Median income is 107000 as of 2015. And it's much higher than for native-born population and other immigrant populations. These numbers reflect the high proportion of Indian immigrants who come to the United States as university students or as H-1B technical, highly specialized workers, and again, highly represented in Silicon Valley for the H-1B visas. 20,000 Indian students attend California colleges and universities, with UC Berkeley the largest host institution in Northern California. Coming back to the sister city initiatives, Indian government agencies and states are looking to California for solutions in renewable energy, energy conservation and storage, environmental mitigation. Lawrence Berkeley National Labs is working with India on power generation issues for more than two decades. Infrastructure, urbanization, and smart cities are related fields where India's needs and markets align with Bay Area capabilities. India is also a large untapped market for financial services where the Bay Area excels. Cashless India and mobile technology are seen as empowering plans for India, and they are both technology areas which are very popular and prominent here in the Bay Area in terms of innovation. India and America's foreign policy interest seem to be converging based on shared misgivings about China's growing aggressiveness across much of Asia. The Indian army clashes with China's army along the line of actual control. That's what they call their border. In May and June of 2020, shocked the Modi government in Delhi as well as the Trump administration in Washington. Expanding trade and diplomacy between India and China have done little to improve security between these two countries. India is looking to balance externally by securing the support of the United States. We've seen it with increased military cooperation between India and the United States. And today, the security interests of India and the United States have dovetailed. Coming back to our Saturday morning welcome and farewell ceremony for the new Air India flight to Bangalore from our sister city, San Francisco, we can recall the famous words of a 19th century British statesman. Countries have no permanent friends nor enemies. All that they have are enduring interest. My sources for today's podcast include Air India, the Government of India, MigrationPolicy.org, the Bay Area Economic Institute, and Foreign Policy. This has been the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Herlihy, reporting from America's favorite city, 
San Francisco.